Welcome to the Key of Life podcast, a show where we explore the limitless creative potential that exists within our human life, from birth to death, ancestry, and everything in between. Every human holds a key that opens a door of possibility to create, sustain, and transform within ourselves and with others. When we share our keys, we create deeper access to the keys within ourselves and open the doors of remembrance within others. I'm your gatekeeper and guide, Nanadua L. Key Hogg. Let's open the door together. Hello and welcome to the Key of Life podcast. Today we have Debbie, who is one of my closest friends, who is a storyteller, a video producer, an artist, creative, just amazing human being, period. And... Yeah, we're going to be talking about conscious conception while queer, which is not a topic that I've seen discussed anywhere and is a journey that Debbie's currently on right now. So I thought it'd be really cool to talk to her about it and her experience. So welcome, Debbie. Thanks, Ninaru. Appreciate the intro, you know. Um, definitely consider you one of my closest friends as well and I guess I'm going to be telling the world about my business, as my (laughs) granny would say. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this journey that I've been on. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely a pretty intimate one, but I think more people than we know are on a similar journey. So hopefully, you know, we'll uncover the key (laughs) of life (laughs) life (laughs) in, in this one. So yeah. Yeah. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. So let us know a little bit more about your world in terms of like who you are outside of my little mini intro. (laughs) And yeah. Sure. So yeah. So background on me is I'm from Jamaica originally. I've been in Canada for over 10 years. And for that 11 year period, I've been kind of working as an artist, um, as you mentioned, as a video producer, but a lot more like theater. I'm now making video games, apparently. So, um, and a lot of my work centers around um, diasporic teachings and awareness, um, and just really making sure that our stories get told and shared. And I'm a community builder as well. So I really do believe in working with community. Um, I'm not someone that is so woke that it's like everyone has to be black or BIPOC. Mm -hmm. I feel like we should just be working with cool people. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I also realize why we have to stick together in a certain way. So Mm -hmm. that's where my work has led me. Um, On a personal level, I am um, in a queer relationship with my partner, who you know of. Yeah, that's (laughs) actually how we met. Yeah, and um, we share a mutual love of dance, Mm -hmm. and we pretty much um, have been living together for two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. we've been together for two and a half years. We've been basically living together for two. Mm -hmm. So as two female-identified women, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to clarify these days it's very complicated but um (laughs) yeah basically we we've we when we first met we didn't really start off with a relationship saying this is exactly where we want to be we just kind of met on a dance floor (laughs) and decided it fit because I think any good relationship is one where you grow in you're also able to be honest so 
from pretty early on we both kind of said that we really wanted to have a family and transparently both of us have dated men and are still attracted to men so you know it's just really we've always discussed navigating like what does that look like in a family queer Mm -hmm. structure so yeah that is where the journey is right now and there's a lot more Mm -hmm. within that cute little bubble that I could get into but I'll let you ask the questions you know cool yeah you can totally just like jump in with whatever comes to mind too it's this is not structured as being like I'm interviewing you <laughs> or anything like that. It's just more like a conversation and to flow into the conversation, I'd really love to hear the story of you connecting with your spirit baby and making the choice to be like, yes, I am committed to this journey of calling in this being. Yeah, it's it's so it's so intimate to talk about because like first of all when you say spirit baby (laughs) half the people are like what are you talking about spirit Mm -hmm. baby but I guess to give some background like I'm really a very spiritual person like a lot of my insight to the world doesn't come from google Mm -hmm. sometimes it does to be fair like (laughs) I don't know everything (laughs) but what I'm trying to say is like I go off of intuition a lot and I get a lot of downloads. Mm-hmm. Those of you who know, know <laughs> what a download is. It is not online per se. Yeah. <laughs> it is something that is an ancestral line of communication. That's mm-hmm. the best way to put it. So being, being queer, uh, my ancestral line of communication has always been, am I going to embark upon that journey of motherhood? Like, mm-hmm. I know that I want to have that experience. And I know that... Even my ritual practices are centered around, you know, me being a woman, centered around my fertility, around, like, being able to cultivate life, Mm -hmm. right? Even though I haven't had any children to date. So connecting with that side of myself and, in a sense, that spirit that would want to come through me has been a process that looks like speaking to first ancestral beings and then connecting potentially with that spirit and getting a clear line of communication where it's like is this the right timing is this the right vessel is how how is the person who is going to be your father in this picture manifest Mm -hmm. you know which may seem like really deep conversation with without having concrete things apparent right Mm -hmm. That's so funny. Apparent. Uh, <laughs> but it's, um, but I feel unless it's a clear path where let's say you're in a heteronormative relationship. And even if you are, there are people in heteronormative relationships that may not be able to conventionally have a kid in the same way. Mm-hmm. And they might have to have similar conversations. Yeah. So really, I think in my case, I've always been someone who takes leaps and I work off guidance. So mm-hmm connecting to that spirit baby and to my you know journey in terms of motherhood has been very um, vulnerable Mm -hmm. Um, but it definitely looks like having a lot of open-mindedness and ritual yeah yeah so what has that been looking like for you in terms of the (laughs) open-mindedness and the ritual oh boy (laughs) that's where it really gets deep So open-mindedness has been more like, I guess because I come from a history of dating men as well, I kind of always thought that it would just 
happen mm-hmm. in a way where I would be like, okay, when I want it to happen, it will happen. Um, and so I really haven't had that conversation with many men that I've dated. Maybe I would say two mm-hmm. that I've dated. The, the latest one would have been over five years ago now, I would say. Um, and so then when I realized that that may not be the path, this is in my early 30s at this point. I was like, okay, what is option two? Now I'm with a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so what does that look like? So then I was like, okay, well, maybe I will approach some men in my circle that I feel might be good candidates in a way. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind that even that conversation alone is a mama trip. Yeah. Because you go from like having let's say a mutual guy friend who you're cool with you hang with you share certain details but certainly not hey can I you want to co-parent sometime like yeah (laughs) (laughs) do you want to impregnate me yeah do you (laughs) want to impregnate me today like I mean based on this cycle that I've drawn up over the past six months you know what I mean like it is it becomes a little different um, and I've had this conversation with one of my friends who will remain nameless, of course. Yeah. And so when I went to that person and I was like, hey, have you ever considered this? It was a very like shallow conversation in mm-hmm. the sense that I have to be fair and understand that they may not have even thought about it mm-hmm. as hot as I am. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, but. Yeah, they may not have thought about it. They may not even want it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I was just kind of like, okay, let me just casually, in the best way possible, casually see what the potential could be. And and that conversation, you know, when you're dealing with someone who, let's say, might be in a relationship themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, now you have to navigate four people because it's got to be my partner, their partner, yeah. them and me plus a baby now plus a a living being Mm -hmm. you know that could work out really well too where it's just everybody wants the same thing so it's like Mm ta-da and in a way it kind of spanned out that way or had the potential Mm -hmm. um no spoiler alerts but that's just not you know I'm, i'm having a few conversations with people in my life in in that level like nothing mm-hmm. definitive has been made um but i'm just saying even just the journey of having the talk and knowing who's a talk to mm-hmm. that in itself is such a spiritual experience because again you're kind of going off of sure um, any woman who has lived Mm-hmm. Especially if you've been to the Caribbean and you're around Jamaican men, yeah, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. It is not that challenging to be like, you know, oh, want a baby daddy or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to go into the uh, breed. <laughs> like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. No, in in the back. Like, <laughs> it's it's not like that conversation is that challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want it to be just something that happens, pretty yeah. much like. Meaning any old person can be that person. Mm-hmm. But I think intentionally making it someone who is someone that you know you could go on that journey with. Mm-hmm. Because you're on a mutual journey, whether you yeah. believe it or not, if you choose that route. Um, and then open-mindedness as well, 
relates to realizing that that may not be the route. Mm-hmm. What if I don't meet someone? For some reason, like, again, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's deeply spiritual could say, yeah. if you want it and you believe it, you can achieve it. <laughs> I believe that sincerely. Mm-hmm. I know I can manifest whatever I want in my life. We all technically have that power. Yeah. But what if that is not the path? Mm-hmm. Right? So I literally said to myself, okay, I have to be open-minded in the sense that is a donor an option? Yeah sincerely and there's so many people in the world who have children this way like like you know i think a statistic is like a million babies have been conceived this way already wow yeah did not know that (laughs) don't quote me on that okay (laughs) but i think somewhere along the line it is a large number of people that have over the span of you know a couple decades been using this as an option Mm -hmm. um and it's only gotten more popular as you know laws have kind of lightened up on on queer families and like you know it's it's trust me youtube it which is what i've been doing mm-hmm. <laughs> uh youtube university and um you will find that there are especially queer women I, I see a lot of stories of queer women who you know choose a donor and they go through this process they even have kits on amazon Wow. Insemination yeah. kids, yeah. They've got like an inseminator that's like called Interesting. Like baby maker or something oh. like that. Like there's a whole industry mm-hmm. dedicated to especially queer people who want to have kids. Yeah. But it goes back to my feeling of anyone can choose how they want to mm-hmm. bring a child to the world. Thankfully we live in a place where we could do that now. Mm-hmm. But um I guess on a spiritual level, I always wanted to kind of know who the potential father was. And I guess it was more about my child in the sense where they would have a connection to who they come from. Mm -hmm. You know, and some, some people may not see the need for that, but I do because I come from such a big family, you know, and... A very complex family of my own and I think just all the history that we've been through together as a family like I feel like knowing my own history has has um provided a lot of answers with things in my life so yeah I think it's incredibly important especially just lineage wise in terms of me and Debbie are both like have Jamaican ancestry and the history that's there in terms of not knowing your ancestry in terms of like slavery and stuff it's like really shitty to not know the history of like oh like where did my family fucking originate from like totally what qualities am i enacting right now that are from someone that i don't even really know you know like it's it's important to have that knowing of where you come from and also the ability to connect with that side of your ancestry if you choose to Mm -hmm. you know I think that's really important as well and something that came to mind too as you were speaking is how like the root is different for conscious conception with queer people yeah but like the recipe is really the same you know it's like it's interesting (laughs) the recipe is the same like finding someone who also wants to have a kid with you who has similar values as you may not be the same as you but like yeah is 
willing to be there for your child and be a part of their lives. Mm -hmm. And it's like a mutually connected experience for the child. And I think that's a really grounded space to come from. I don't have the same views in terms of like the fertility industry and like (laughs) everyone should be able to just bring a baby into the world anyhow like especially when it comes to surrogacy I think that whole Mm. world is completely fucked Ooh, (laughs) moms moms are a drop but totally see where you're coming from Mm -hmm. too like anyway continue because I think we could go off a path (laughs) that's gonna be a tangent (laughs) yeah (laughs) But, um, yeah, I'll leave that there. But I think the reason, too, why I even wanted to have this conversation with you is because this is a route that I haven't heard a lot of, like, gay and queer people talk about when they're trying to conceive, mm-hmm. which is the root of, like, actual, like, actively keeping the other parent in the child's life Mm -hmm. rather than the parent just being like a sperm donor basically yeah so yeah i and and it's important and that's the thing about sometimes being woke is that i think we we miss the nuances of what life is we we literally Mm -hmm. trade one box for another exactly and Again, this is no judgment on anyone that chooses this path. Like, I think anyone who chooses to bring a being into the world, as long as you love them, mm-hmm. you know, that is the best you can do for that being. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. But in, from my perspective, I think not the, the way it's been commercialized in a sense, like I'm trying not to go down the path, but I'm saying <laughs> the way... You can go down if you want. I'm like, just saying totally the, 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 way, the way things have been commercialized and like, I guess, um, are put in the hands a lot in the medical system, for mm-hmm. example, that is one aspect of just kind of using the donor route for me is just that it's not, would not be my first choice yeah. um, because of certain other implications that it has like historically historically it's just not that and then being so community oriented i feel like it's nice to know that again this is where you come from this is part of how you're raised too Mm -hmm. and and you know half of you and both halves and yeah both halves can make a whole and both halves have influence because i guess also being from jamaica where you see a lot of families that don't have dads for example that's kind of rough because Mm-hmm. It it really does influence, I think, how kids are raised if you don't have a, yeah. a certain. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it has to be your father per se, but like male influence is important as it well. Is. And yeah, you can be masculine presenting and and have that be your paternal figure, and that's fine for you. But I'm just saying, like, on a community standpoint, I think it's nice when we can be together as humans and from a paternal standpoint like representing that level of balance and that knowing yeah is important to me mm-hmm. and it's important to the to the child as well in my <laughs> opinion too yeah. to have strong male figures in their life to represent that for them mm-hmm. i feel a lot of us again like you said um, with Jamaican backgrounds, a lot of people don't have their father around. Mm-hmm. And as much as, you know, like I appreciate my mom and her single motherhood journey and like a lot of people in my family and that, it is incredibly important to have a male figure around. It's just 
it's different. <laughs> yeah, it is. And allows you to experience... And this is dependent on whether or not the male figure is actually he- like a healthy representation or not. But it ha- it allows you to have a healthy representation of that in your life so that if you choose that heteronormative relationship for yourself or even just are relating with men in general, mm-hmm. you have that standpoint to come from like this is the representation of like a strong man that mm-hmm. gets like get stuff done in the way that men get stuff done because yeah. there are differences yes in how men operate and how women operate and that's like <laughs> pretty <laughs> yeah. period <laughs> yeah it's a given and mm-hmm. it's good to know both aspects of being in life exactly you know? i have to personally say that i know my dad yeah i know my dad too and i'm very yeah. grateful for that and i'm very grateful to have had him in my life growing up Mm-hmm. You know, and at a certain point, um, growing me up, too, because I, I lived Same. with both of my parents. And it's just completely different on both ends. And I value the experiences that I've gained from living with only my mom and then living with only my dad. Yeah. You know, it's like a whole new way of seeing the world. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah. Some mm-hmm. of it good, some of it bad. I gotta say, yeah. on my end, <laughs> same, same. I, I can't lie either. Like, um, it wasn't perfect at all. But um, that the main point I'm trying to bring up is, without the di- like, without seeing the differences, it's harder. I feel to connect with even yourself, mm-hmm. like as a human being, and who you know yourself to be yes or at least i'm imagining it would be from my perspective being someone who's experienced both yeah and maybe that is exactly why i have this vision right like Mm -hmm. it's all the sum of the parts that come together to be like well this is why you think this way yeah and and i think i don't i don't think i answered the question about ritual yeah um please get into it (laughs) whoa the ritual is also deep as i mentioned at the very beginning um so basically you have to be in touch with spirituality in a certain type of way where you realize it's more than just living Mm -hmm. it's doing yeah and what our ancestors did a lot of was ritual Mm -hmm. you know there's so many rituals we know singing dancing Mm -hmm whatever it might be like chopping a cane yeah sugar cane a certain type of way you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like just things that were done like for example jamaica is extremely superstitious so there are certain things you can't say you can't do if you want to run duppy you wear a red panty you know Mm -hmm. anybody who knows that aspect of it knows that superstition is in everything but what is superstition to me that is a European perspective often mm-hmm. of what ritual is. Yeah. You know, whereas rituals come from these old practices that you do. And mm-hmm. some of it you were taught, but some of it, in my case, I was not taught. I just intrinsically feel <laughs> mm-hmm. this is a thing to do. Yeah. Now, some of those things look like, for example, when I wake up, I generally meditate. as If I can, I will. I will get up and I'll be like okay for the next 10 or 15 minutes I'm in my body Mm -hmm. I'm I'm intentionally plotting my day Mm -hmm. and yeah so or there are times when I will do like a protection meditation Mm -hmm. um like there are times when I've been traveling and I don't feel safe or 
whatever. And I will do what some might call a prayer, but in my eyes, it's more of a ritual where I'm like, okay, am I centered? Am I meditating? Do I have things on my body or my person, like a piece of jewelry or something that I hold true to? You know, not everybody operates that way. A lot of people might be like, that's woo-woo or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I know what makes me feel grounded. Yeah. So... Hopefully there's more people listening to this that are like, I do that, and it's grounding. Yeah, that's totally the crowd that I <laughs> magnetize to myself, so you don't have to feel All right. like you have to hold back on that stuff. Like, totally just be you. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, yeah, so that's something that I do, like, little things like that. And then, so around the whole, like, um, just conscious conception type deal, mm-hmm. or connection to the to spirit I'm always in touch with my cycle so with my cycle I'm like seeing how I feel I'm like tracking every part of my body really I'm like yeah. you know where am I sensitive where am I not sensitive what do I need to eat yeah <laughs> that's how you do it literally yeah <laughs> what do I need to eat what do I like you know and then even my actual like you know cycle like when I'm when I'm on my period I will just kind of really hone in to that space. Whereas before, let's face it, like most people, periods are not the most pleasant thing, right? Yeah, like they hurt sometimes mm-hmm. depending on where you're at in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, you get moody, you know, there are all these ill effects in Quote quotes. Yeah. I put them in quotes. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, you can't see but over there. But she's quoting it. Y'all. I'm quoting. <laughs> I'm quoting y'all. Don't worry. So, yeah. So, like you have these these harsh or challenging times that mm-hmm. comes with the cycle but what i've done in recent times is more like embrace all aspects of my cycle mm-hmm. and this is just a woman thing yeah. which really feels like it took me a too long to do yeah but i also think being on your period and even being pregnant is vilified a lot yeah okay let's face it for a yeah. large chunk of your young adulthood life a lot of people are kind of like cautioning you in a certain type of way or periods are looked at in a certain type of way mm-hmm. so it does take some unconditioning yeah I don't know how many people think about it this way but I do yeah and so reconnecting to my actual cycle has been one and sometimes I'll even do that in tangible ways where that's part of my meditation I meditate on where I'm at at that stage of life how I'm feeling because it is a very powerful state it's equivalent to an orgasm in some ways because when you're in that state you're literally so connected to god because you are you're demonstrating in the physical the potential of life yeah (laughs) literally you are so it's a sacred time and most ancient cultures again Mm -hmm. would celebrate that as a sacred time yeah so I could go into more detail, but then it gets like really intimate. So I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah. gonna put it here where I'm like, there, you know, when you're able to kind of consciously do anything, you start with the mind, you're going through the mental, and then the mental then becomes physical. So mm-hmm. somewhere or another, you, it physically manifests in your life. And incorporating the things, like I said before, like having a right space right mentality and things around you whether that be a crystal or a chain or Mm -hmm. whatever you need to like heighten that intention you just do Mm -hmm. yeah that's what I've been doing totally and I I love that and I love that you're connecting with your body and your cycle because I I think that's honestly for me anyway the first step in conscious conception 
And even for me, I think my conception journey really started when I started to take my womb health more seriously, honestly, and started working with women with their womb health as well. And I won't get into (laughs) the details of that right now. Um, But it's a really important thing to be connecting with. So I'm very pleased that you're doing that. And Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned just accepting all feelings and all parts of your cycle as they come and as they are because that's I think too a really huge part of conscious conception is letting go of what you think it's gonna be Mm -hmm. and allowing it to form exactly how the universe or god or whatever Mm -hmm. is intending for it to take shape and form because it it isn't just you you know in this like it's it's your partner it's the being you're you're a huge part in calling in the being into your body and gestating the being yeah but it's not just you (laughs) no no yeah Mm -hmm. that's so deep and we can really Mm -hmm. because we talked about it a little bit recently where Mm -hmm. I think more people should be a bit more sacred as well about the bond between mother and child, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or parent, but I'm just yeah. going to say like mother in particular, mm-hmm. just because your, your, your mom is your first home, Yeah, you know, and she's your first pathway into humanity, yeah. into physical being. Yeah. You chose your spirit mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. (laughs) Let's not go there. (laughs) But like your spirit is not really yours. You're just kind of like embodying it in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Um, But your mother brings you into the physical. Mm -hmm. And then that said um, kind of relationship prolongs for a lifetime. Literally. Yeah. You don't end it unless you die. That is the only way, really. Um even for those who don't know their moms, which is funny because you hear all these stories where people are always in search for their mothers. Yeah. And fathers too. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's it's a really treasured time to go through is like that motherhood thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a very treasured time and it's a very treasured dynamic in general. And I'm really trying to not make this a sidebar into surrogacy, but I have to say oh, it right yeah, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've already this done that why, a couple times. This is why I fundamentally do not believe that surrogacy should be a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, it's this constant search for your mom. <laughs> Literally. Well. And a lot of times in those situations the mom is completely shut out of this child's life and this child and i'm not even saying this like oh i'm just making this shit up like literally go out and search this stuff people Mm. it's this dynamic where this child is in constant search of this woman whose womb they were gestating in the entire time who like they know the environment of this woman because they're hearing all the sounds in this woman's house they're hearing this woman's voice all throughout while they're in this woman's womb yeah and then completely cut off from this their source of life mm-hmm, really mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. into essentially even though they might genetically not be 
strangers, complete strangers. Yeah. From yeah. a biological perspective in, in terms of um, bonding, like biological bonding to the woman who is totally the mother. <laughs> but there, <laughs> you know? there are people who would argue, though, and I know a few mm-hmm. who have been adopted and they would say, well, you know, either surrogacy was a better, surrogacy was a better option mm-hmm. or adoption was a better option. Yeah. I know a few gay people who have kids and and they did it but through surrogacy and the kid doesn't necessarily have connection to the mother um and like it's hard for me to tell like how that really affects people but Mm -hmm. you said you if you look into it that this is like a common phenomena i guess where people are in search yeah yeah i definitely know in adoption cases like people want to know surrogacy i don't know that much about to be honest yeah Definitely in adoption cases, some people yeah. want to know, some people know, and they're like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, there's this primal severance between your mother that still exists and is still comes up mm-hmm. as a physiological response. And our people are triggered, triggered by yeah. throughout their day to day. It's this like, this unknown trigger mm-hmm. for people, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like until people really research the truth about surrogacy and what really goes down, it's like they're blind from the this potential quote-unquote secret trigger yeah. that people experience from not knowing their mom. Yeah. You know, or, or not knowing what happened to their mom even. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Yeah, this has now turned into a sidebar tangent, but I think it still relates to even your journey for conscious conception and wanting your child to know who their dad is, literally. We talked about this, too, with the motherhood connection and Mm -hmm. the spirit, right? I didn't really get to complete that point, but I think Mm -hmm. what it was for me, my relationship to my own mother, I realized that we are life partners, Mm -hmm. right, in a way. And in the sense is that I'll know her as long as she knows me and, and vice versa, which we mentioned. But just think about that journey, though, the mm-hmm. actual journey and how important that is to one's being. Um, I think that is where some of the connection is to the whole surrogacy argument, too. Like, yeah. Again, maybe not everyone wants it to be that way, but I don't know, I guess in a more holistic way, like yeah. it feels like that's a good path. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel, yeah, I just wanted to say that part about uh, the motherhood journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there is there is so much that we can talk about on this topic, um, energetically and ritually too, but I guess we can cut it there for rituals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I want to hear mm-hmm. any new discoveries that you've had about yourself or the being that you're calling in or anything throughout this journey oh for yourself yeah great line of questioning because there's a yeah okay so new on the journey i would say is about myself is that i i'm more i have more faith than i knew Mm -hmm. i had (laughs) Because either way, you kind of have to have faith. You have to have faith that all of these things that you're kind of calling in from the ether will manifest. And that's in life in general. Mm -hmm. Like we all 
desire things we all hope for things and hopefully most of us are intentionally seeking and going after those things um but i guess what i've learned is just kind of like having faith in in that aspect like knowing that what i feel even if i don't see it happening in a certain way or if it doesn't meet my perception at the moment that mm-hmm. it's still tied to its origin place if that makes sense yeah it makes complete sense to me yeah and i love that you mentioned again the the faith aspect of it mm-hmm. too cuz that's that's a huge part of it of this letting go <laughs> letting yeah. go and just letting everything come to you in form and i think one of the biggest things that i had to get over too um on my con- conscious conception journey was this attachment to oh my god my life doesn't look the way the exact way that i mm-hmm. i wanted it to look to bring in a kid like is this like really the whatever whatever and really what this opportunity is is an opportunity to create a new life for yourself literally and figuratively yeah so it's like you can realistically make your life look however you want it that's true hundred <laughs> percent. so yeah that's 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 part of what it is like learning then about myself about the faith and learning that spirit is real it speaks it talks you may not understand what it's speaking and talking about but it is mm-hmm. um energy is real mm-hmm. <laughs> Because now that I've even started thinking on this process, I find that just people's interaction with me is a little different in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told you about one scenario oh. recently, which is personal, but like, <laughs> let's just say energetically, I think people can feel a certain type of mm, yeah. thought process in my mind. Yeah. In a way, I want to say, which is great. It shows the power of the mind because even without me saying that I've been embarking upon this journey, I've had a few people who have kind of like asked me or mm-hmm. pointed it out or was like, hey, um, you ever think about, you know, having a kid or you ever think about, or I could see you in that role in a certain yeah. type of way. And I guess going back to new discoveries, like I recently got a puppy, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but my puppy have been... I guess responsible for a tiny life has been funny like some people do liken it to basically an intro into what it's like so I've never had a dog as an adult Um, so now having a puppy is a kind of very new experience for me and just seeing how relatively well I've adjusted to it I was like oh okay well a lot of things I thought about myself or energetically I guess the way I am in the world is just aligns I guess a new thought process with all of it but I definitely want to include this one fact which is it's a trip for me to be talking about this <laughs> with you and whoever else listens yeah but um I guess I have to just boil it down to the very first point which is faith faith is not the ability to know you're gonna get what you want for example Mm -hmm. that's not faith yeah faith is knowing that either card can play and you still have faith yeah 
(laughs) which is a trip yeah because you have to be so content with how your life unfolds it's the easiest path it's the path of least resistance Mm mm-hmm you're constantly empowering yourself to do better, to do what you want, to get what you want. But literally, I think the the best part of life is called contentment. Mm-hmm. And this is like making me think now too. Like it's so interesting how the easiest way, which is the path of least resistance, mm-hmm. is literally it feels the hardest to do. It always because we're fucking so does. conditioned to... Can I say fucking? Yeah, you can totally say that. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> we're so conditioned to resist. So conditioned to right. work against our design <laughs> as human beings. Are we? Yeah, literally. that That explains it then. Because I'm like, man, sometimes when people go, just choose the path of the least resistance. And I'm like... Why does it feel so hard? Why does it feel like I'm resisting? Why does it feel like the worst thing to do is the path of the least resistance? <laughs> yeah, like, literally. Clearly, I'm not a monk yet. Like, I'm still <laughs> working on being a monk, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a hard process for a regular human. Mm-hmm. And I love that you mentioned, too, like, your values and what you wanted as a core. Mm-hmm. And that correct me if I'm wrong if I'm remembering it wrong but Mm -hmm. the path in terms of what you want as your core for values of this person who's going to come in this man who's going to come in and um, father your children with you (laughs) like you want that spiritual connection you want xyz and you're open for it to be something else too if it is more beneficial to the creation process as well yeah I mean uh, that's where openness comes in I think Mm -hmm. that is where I'm just kind of like I leave it to my intention I leave it to the way cards play Mm -hmm. and I leave it to the intention of that being as well because guess what it all has to be mutual yeah it all has to be synchronized yeah whichever way Mm -hmm. so I'm just saying like yeah, it's this is probably one of the biggest conversations I've had in my life. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, like this one right now, or like <laughs> no, well, the topic, <laughs> okay. but then definitely this one right now as okay. well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But the topic as well. Yeah. Yeah, and to share a little bit about my journey, mm-hmm. it's I had to really give up. Okay, how exactly I'm gonna find my partner? Because originally I was like, I'm only gonna look and meet people on um, in person. Like, right. I'm done with Tinder and, <laughs> and Bumble. Like f that. Like I'm moving on. Yeah, I'm like, deleting these I'm, apps. I'm done this. with it. Yeah. And then I just took a look at my life and I was like, Ninaru, you primarily stay at home. Like you Check. work at home. Yeah. You uh, genu- generally enjoy being at home for the most part. <laughs> and when you're out. You primarily hang out with women or are supporting mothers and children. Yep. So where the hell, (laughs) where the heck are you going to fucking meet someone? Yeah. Somewhere between like walking to your bed and like walking to a woman's circle. That's where you're going to meet this guy. So I I gave that up and I was like, you know what? Let me re-download the apps. I re-downloaded Tinder and I re-downloaded Hinge. 
Okay. And I was just really super intentional about how I was using it. I was very straight to the point about what I wanted. Um, I said that I wanted... So your profile, like, it was legit. It was like... Yeah, my profile was 100%, well, I wouldn't say, like, all me. Right. But, like, it was 100% exactly stating exactly what I wanted like I want kids mm-hmm. I'm looking for a life partner slash husband wow that is ballsy to say on a freaking dating app I feel I know that they have dating mm-hmm. apps that are specific to like I want kids I want family yeah. I want a man I want yeah. the woman or the person like yeah I mean there are some but like it's ballsy still to say that online that's all I'm saying it's ballsy and what I got from that experience because I am with my partner that I did meet on Tinder freaking <laughs> in my brain unexpectedly because I, I I explored the online thing but I wasn't giving it too much weight I was like you know what I'm just yeah. gonna like I'm gonna test the waters in this way and just like see be 100% happens. me like if I magnetize someone into my life like amazing if not it's cool whatever I'll continue living yeah 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 you know yeah you see that's the faith piece though like you're in it Mm -hmm. but you're also kind of like I'm content yeah I'm gonna just like yeah do this it's the (laughs) and maybe I just got to the point of tiredness of it all to (laughs) where it was like like that for me yeah but um yeah I ended up meeting my partner and he has really similar values to me Mm. and we got along really well and so amazing both want kids both want a lifetime partnership and it's on tinder is tinder paying for this like we should really i mean get them. i wish they were <laughs> but, <laughs> <Yeah. awesome>. wow. <laughs> no but that's such an amazing story because most people are like you'll never meet someone mm-hmm. and you know things are early early days but at the same time it's like mm-hmm. it's possible the it's manifestation possible. doesn't really need the specific path right? exactly like, it's for me again what i got it's a matter of being clear with exactly what you want yeah and n- saying no to what you don't want because there were even sometimes too and i like the initial phases of like okay like let me go on some dates now where uh, remembering this specific call that I had with this guy before a date and he's like yeah let's like, just have a call you know like get things like clear on what we both want and he basically just wanted to hook up and I was like mm. no like that's not what I I want for myself at this point in my life like I'm not yeah. going to and it was like this he was trying to convince me <laughs> to, to have a, a yeah to like hook up <laughs> with him long term I'm just like no like that's not what hook I'm gonna up do with him long term like that doesn't even make any sense like Literally. I'm sorry anyway I know was... you can have a hookup but like nobody plans for a long term hookup I mean that's a I paradox do. but like, <laughs> it's a paradox though it's one thing to get some but it's it's like not long you can't use long term because hookup is as long as you feel like doing it exactly and I didn't want to do it period so that's what I told him and then it ended there you know and it's it's a practice in shutting down the dynamics that are no for you mm-hmm. and saying yes to the ones that are a yes to you that is a big talk <laughs> talk that is a huge statement that you made right there mm-hmm. it is sorry I'm just reiterating because I'm actually just seeing it for myself yeah totally but it definitely is a matter of saying no to the things that don't serve your intention in life and yes to the ones that do because that is literally how you create your own path mm-hmm. like you are plotting your own chessboard at that point mm-hmm. um because invariably, if you keep making the same type of decisions, you're going to get the same results. Exactly. 
and you want those results to be good you want those results to be things that you have your eye on your mm-hmm. heart on your soul on you yeah. know exactly so that's all be clear and magnetize exactly what you want and even my partner it's like I didn't I didn't foresee exactly how he was gonna be mm-hmm. it just ended up to where it's like yeah this works mm-hmm. like the both of us work really well isn't that great though <laughs> like doesn't it feel like you you kind of like won a prize in a way like you, you beat the system in a type of way where you literally had a online like en route trajectory to mm-hmm. from this is who I want to damn this is who I have yeah I mean I'm always incredibly grateful and kind of like whoa like it really just happened like that like that's fucking <laughs> insane all of these years of me trying to force things into being with men yeah yeah and all I had to do was just be like yeah of course I cared but like I let go of the force I let go of the what I what I what I wanted it to be and just let it be yeah. what it is and saw that it worked <laughs> you know and the being clear and I also want to clarify too the let it see how it is mm-hmm. don't just like swim in a freaking undefined situation for yourself because I clearly I made it clear to him that yeah if we're going to be together intimately right I'm going to need you to commit to me. Right. Because you already have your yeah. brain in a certain state. Like exactly. you've, you've defined the scope of your life. You what you want it to be and what you want your partner to be. Exactly. Yeah. So making it clear to the other person exactly what you want as well and not making it like a weird undefined situation because that has been pretty much all of the relationships I've been in previous to this one right now. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> it's clarity, you know, being with my partner, one of the first things I said on the, our date was clarity is the decision. Mm-hmm. And you know the story behind that, I think, like how I had a raccoon dream and it was a different scenario. I actually don't know the full story on that. Maybe we'll talk about that after the We'll talk recording. about it later, but basically I had a dream and in the dream the kind of being in the dream was like clarity is the decision and Mm. that's it and I said that to my partner on our first date and yeah in life the things that you want to achieve that is really what it boils down to that's what I've found and Mm -hmm. it's not always easy being clear but the clearer you can be Mm -hmm. the more likely it is that you are going to get what you want yeah yeah because you don't have things in the way so yeah yeah I feel I love seeing that in you by the way yeah it's very inspiring to watch like somebody live their truth and be like nope Mm -hmm. I'm on my path I chose it and here I am yeah because another part too that I want to bring up is this is your life too you know like your life is a serious matter. <laughs> yeah, it matters, right? <laughs> your life matters. Fuck. So take your life on as it matters, you know? Take your life on as it's important. It's, it's all you have, really. <laughs> Literally, it's, it's all you have. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I could really get into it somewhere in terms of um, engineering your life. Mm-hmm. 
that is something I think also ties back to the whole conscious conception thing is that there are different tools for engineering your life Mm -hmm. clarity is obviously one tool also like managing your time definitely staying connected to ancestors are super important yeah and and I think talking about the tools of manifestation like I I listen to a lot of talks and books on the Mm -hmm. subconscious mind for example you know what I mean yeah so I, I think if more people kind of like sharpen those tools, mm-hmm. use those tools, mm-hmm. yeah, we would and be in a different spot. Just in terms of our manifestation capabilities. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And I also want to bring up the point that everybody's flavor is different on how they A, live their lives and B, magnetize things into their lives because everybody works in the ways that they work specific to them. And we had a little bit of a conversation about that yesterday. And for me, I noticed that, like, the way my life works is <laughs> if it's not directly dropped in front of my freaking face and it's like, okay, deal with it right now, yeah, I will procrastinate on freaking <laughs> dealing with it because yeah, I'm yeah. like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So it's like my life has to... It seems, to, I guess to the outer world, it could seem like, a, oh, this person's really, like, yeah. brave and, like, do or, or die or some shit like that. But yeah. it's like, no, yeah. it literally has to be that way for me or else I will choose to just not do it and stay in bed and see, be a lazy person. <laughs> see, this reminds me of when I said you and the higher self are the same person. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. like your higher self basically being <laughs> like, yo, you got to get out of bed because this is happening in your life right now. Literally. Okay. Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot that we can talk about, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any other questions or like if we, if, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm still an open book. Yeah, I, um, I want to get into your realization of like the higher self is you because that was a really cool talk that we had yesterday Mm. and maybe close it off there i think that would be cool okay cool Mm. so yeah so i mentioned earlier that i have a puppy Mm -hmm. um a puppy my puppy's name is ruby and um i didn't really think of getting a dog to be honest like um I've been kind of wanting to for the past maybe year or two, um, but nothing serious. I wasn't like, I need a dog. (laughs) (laughs) My partner loves dogs way more than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, we just happened to have Ruby uh, come to us basically in like February. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, oh, I guess I have to take care of a dog now. Let me let me see what uh, my skills are like in terms of that. And so I've been doing that for a little while. And I guess it's caused me to observe, you know, again, how am I as a caretaker of a being? Like, how do I manage my time and mm-hmm. kind of get practice, I guess, practical knowledge on yeah. doing the thing. And then one day I was having a conversation and saying to myself, well, why did I get a dog again before before I had a child like mm-hmm. what is what is up with that and uh, the answer came back to me that my higher self is me because if I was me in the real world what I would do is kind of like do a test run or I would kind of like have methodical approaches to being in the situation before the actual situation mm-hmm. 
it's kind of how my whole life has been structured with most things so I'm like hmm that makes sense maybe if this is me trusting the journey and having faith and all this stuff maybe this is what this piece is about because that's what I'm resonating on so yeah, yeah just boil back to the higher self is me mm-hmm yeah the higher self is you and connecting <laughs> with yourself and your true being is the ultimate way to gain clarity and like you said clarity is did you say commitment clarity. the decision the decision yeah. clarity is the decision <laughs> yeah that's mm-hmm. it's a deep statement when you think yeah about it. It clarity is. is a decision it's like but how do you get to the decision how do you even get clear well you keep living your life and you see what works and what doesn't work and you cut out what you're not willing to have be a thing in your life anymore that doesn't work simple Mm -hmm. simple but hard yeah it's so (laughs) fucking hard for most people to do it's yeah I'm getting better same (laughs) (laughs) I think I am Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but thank you so much for having this conversation with me and being so vulnerable in your experience with this all. And I really hope that whoever is listening gets exactly what they need from this conversation. And yeah, I'm just really grateful that we had it. Me too. I'm so like, you know, pleased and like it's my pleasure to be here on the podcast mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, I also hope that whoever listens gets something good from it and it's also healing for me because mm-hmm. I have never spoken like this to anyone outside of my partner so yeah you're welcome here <laughs> yeah and like quick sidebar before I like absolutely close I think the speaking outwards to mm. other people outside of your partner is kind of like the beginning of all of this yeah 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 well maybe not for all people but from what I noticed for myself is when I started talking to like more people outside of me and my journal Mm -hmm. or like me and my partner it makes it more real and you gain more perspective from others and from there you gain more clarity yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. don't you Mm -hmm. so yeah thank you for this conversation and yeah all the clarity that it's given me and hopefully you do (laughs) i can't speak for you but yeah yeah hopefully you can speak for me it's all good (laughs) peace and love Mm -hmm. and yes peace if you loved what you heard today please let me know by giving the podcast some love in the reviews liking commenting and sharing with someone you love as well as always, too, you can connect with me on Instagram at Key of Life Birthkeeper and with any of my guests with their information and details located in the description. Until next time, Ashe.